Greetings, friends, and welcome to UFO Mod Pod. I'm Jason McClellan, and uh, Mr. Ryan Sprague is super, super incredibly sick today, so he will not be joining us, and that's probably a good thing, because I don't think anybody wants to hear Ryan being sick all over a microphone. Uh, that wouldn't do anybody any favors. So we've put Ryan to bed, and Maureen Ellsbury will be joining us uh, later in the show. Today, we're joined by our good friend, MJ Benias. MJ, thanks so much for hanging out today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And uh, this has been something we've talked about doing for quite a while. Glad to finally get you on. Uh, so let's just, uh, I guess we'll briefly introduce you. Um, who are you and why are you on this show? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. That's, uh, I missed, that is the big question. Right. <laughs> who? Who is anyone, really? No. We'll uh, hopefully figure that out. But uh, as of yes. right now, who, who are you? <laughs> sure. Well, I'm uh, I'm a UFO uh, blogger. Mm-hmm. Uh, I suppose I'm a field investigator as well with MUFON, and um, I, I don't know. I, I'm a bit of a UFO philosopher, I guess you could say. I uh, run the blog TerraObscura.net. I write occasionally for Rogue Planet and Mysterious Universe. Excellent. And you know, I want to uh, speak um, primarily with you today about um, your latest article on Terra Obscura. Because you do, uh, you know, approach this, uh, you know, kind of UFO philosophy, and I love that because that's, you know, a lot of what I do as well. But uh, I love this term that that you're you're pulling up, and that's exo philosophy. So, what is exo philosophy? Um, you know, I'm not sure if exo philosophers actually know what exo philosophy is. It's like anything. Um, no, yeah. exo philosophy is, you know, it, it's a really nebulous term actually it's nebulous because no one has really ever gone out of their way to to sort of properly define it no nor is there anyone out there who sort of has the i I suppose authority to give it a definition so it's kind of like i I refer to it as a kind of a rogue branch of philosophy um and it's not it's not it's not a new thing either right i mean no not at all but the the problem is no one really does it yeah that's Um, so funny sort of no one really does it in, in a in a proper sense, I guess. And mm-hmm. everyone kind of uh, either either sort of does it without knowing it, or um, or, or kind of does aspects of it. I, I don't know. It's like it's like I said, it's pretty nebulous. But ultimately, uh, exo philosophy is um, philosophical work that's done um, in regards to potential reasons why um, you know extraterrestrials might be visiting earth or or um it deals with philosophical questions in regards to you know if there is an actual ufo phenomenon that's physical you know what does that mean for humanity sort of philosophically what are the ethical issues that uh, an active visitation to earth by et would 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 sort of bring up um so it's sort of human philosophy general sort of the the, the typical philosophy that's done kind of but bringing in the UFO question or the or the the extraterrestrial question or the interdimensional extraterrestrial question or whatever, it's 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 kind of this hybrid philosophy of of if aliens are meeting humans, what does that mean? Basically, that is sort of exo philosophy in a nutshell. Um, so it's not really philosophy of aliens, you know, in in, right. in a sense like we're not we're not um, speculating as to what you know the the extraterrestrials 
sort of personal philosophy might be or what their ethical <laughs> philosophy might be or what their you know epistemological uh system of knowledge would be um rather it's sort of what our philosophies are and then how they're affected uh and how they sort of jive with the ufo phenomenon and the ufo question or the extraterrestrial phenomenon the extraterrestrial question so we have right. exo philosophy in a nutshell okay a big I nut so I'll point out that the, the, the article we're talking about, um, you have a titled Ufological Belief Systems, the Spectrum of Science, Mysticism, and Exophilosophy. And in here you point out, and I, you know, uf ufological belief systems already, you know, uh, are painfully aware that there are some people within the UFO community who would, would have a problem with that because to some, UFOs have nothing to do with belief. When uh, I would argue, and I, I think you would agree with me, that it, it really has everything to do with belief, um, despite, uh, you know, evidentiary considerations, um, supporting evidence, uh, witness testimony, anything else you want to throw into the mix, it still yeah. comes down to uh, belief. And that's, that's what it is. Um, but you point out that uh, within the UFO community and, and, and UFO belief, that people fall into uh, two, two categories, really. I mean, there are many categories, but generally two yeah. categories. Uh, wh what are those categories? Yeah, so it, it really it functions more like a spectrum. So it doesn't necessarily mean that a person is, is, is sort of either or. A person right. can be sort of be a mix. They can sort of fit somewhere along that spectrum. But ultimately, you sort of have, have really two polar ends of this spectrum. Uh, it's sort of, if you imagine all of ufology is inside, inside an insane asylum, these are really the padded walls uh, that we operate inside. Hmm. And one side is what I sort of refer to as the nuts and bolts UFO um, in, in a sense that um, the, 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 the more science-minded um, UFO sort of researchers or ufologists, I guess we can say, um, have this belief or, or this understanding that um, UFOs are basically machines. They're operated by an intelligence um, that probably is, you know, ha possesses some sort of free will. They have some sort of agency. They're kind of, they're not like you and me really, but you know, they would be like you and me in the sense that, you know, I, I want to push this button. Therefore I push it, right. I have the ability to make decisions and, and express those decisions through action. Mm. Um, and UFOs then are simply, um, high level tech that is zooming around our, our solar system, our atmosphere, and interacting with the physical world, right? You know, they're they're landing, they're, they're they show up on radar once in a while, but ultimately we're dealing with uh, a machine um, that is constructed in some way, uh, or at least whatever you know, uh, whatever future or sorry, whatever sort of technologically advanced machine would would look like mm. uh, to sort of an advanced alien species, let's say. And then the other side is is a much more spiritual um, belief system in in extraterrestrials or in interdimensional beings um, or sort of in intelligent others that um, communicate with humanity, not necessarily by traveling in physical machines per se, but by communicating via channeling or communicating um, through some sort of universal, universal consciousness uh, that they can sort of manipulate and uh, interact with us. Often, um, you know, for people who are on the more mystical, this more mystical side, there's usually sort of heavy meditation, there's um, sort of vibration levels that are referred to or, or, or there's sort of multiple dimensions that various beings come from and interact 
uh, with humanity that way. And, and typically a person has to kind of work to get there. They have to undergo meditative practice. They have to go to the C-SETI ranch mm-hmm. and, um, you know, experience, um, you know, deep breathing and whatnot. And then um, they're ready to proceed to the to sort of the next phase where they sit outside or they uh, sit in a circle and, and um, they hum and whatnot. And, and, mm-hmm. and um, you know, communication occurs in some way. Um, and again, you know, the, the problem with this, this, the, these sort of classifications is, is they're, they're designed by nature to sort of be general. Um, not all people who believe in the nuts and bolts UFO sort of theory will fit into that same mold only because the field of UFO discourse is like so democratized, right? Like everyone has their own personal beliefs and there's no one that governs them. Um, you know, people kind of believe whatever they want. Um, but I think the, the ultimate purpose of the article and the ultimate purpose of this sort of spectrum is to kind of give us a framework, right? This is kind of what we're dealing with and people sort of flow in between these poles or, or, or you know, uh, I refer to it as a bridge. They sort of cross this bridge uh, of these two sides all the time. Uh, they find themselves maybe sometimes in the middle or they're closer to the more science end of it or they're closer to the more mystical aspect of it. Um, but ufology is, is sort of very much this this – child of two worlds it's very much a a scientific field and it's also very much a theological field or a theosophical field right you know lots of mysticism and and, and sort of pseudo-religious like practices i guess Mm -hmm. so how much do you think um you know nurture plays into all of this one's environment because you know ufology i like to point out to people is really no different from anything else that we experience as humans, any other field of study, any mm-hmm. other kind of group or, or you know, a collection of ideas. Um, we all have our own opinions and ideas and beliefs, and yeah. those are steered one way or another based yeah. on, you know, the people we surround ourselves with or, you know, whether that be... Um, you know, gravitating toward people who already share similar ideas with us. Um, and I, I see a lot of that, I think, in UFOs, whether it's talking about the nuts and bolts or the more more spiritual side is, you know, who these people are either surrounded by or the people they have access to at that time. Um, you think that kind of pulls them in one way or another? Of course. I think it moves them around as well. I think, you know, I think people in who, who sort of begin as fledgling UFO researchers and then they sort of, you know, the years go by and as they do more and more work, whatever it is, whether they're investigating UFO sightings, sort of as, as investigators in the field or whether they're sort of more armchair or, or whether they're doing, um, you know, blogs or podcasts or whatever. I think, you know, there's definitely a lot of movement. There's a lot of fluctuation only because you start to bump into particular cases or you start to bump into particular people who explain things differently to you. And then you start to realize, you know, it doesn't always necessarily fit nicely into this box of, of what I think the UFO is. Um, you start to have moments where you start to realize that, you know, the box that you have built for yourself doesn't necessarily hold everything that, that you need it to hold. So you either, you know, throw the box out and you get a bigger one or, or you sort of get a second box from somewhere else and suddenly, you know, you're mixing various sort of belief systems from ufology sort of together. Um, and then yeah. you, again, you, you sort of move across this bridge. Um, you know, to expand on that, I think ufology itself is a really, really weird 
field of study. Um, and it's very weird because it's very different from other fields of study. Um, and it's, and it's different because there's no real governing sort of body. It's completely democratic, right? Mm -hmm. Ufology is democratized beyond, um, any other field. So when you talk about, you know, who you surround yourself with, um, you know, people who do UFO research, people who investigate UFOs, people who, um, you know, believe in the more mystical side or the scientific side, whatever, they come from all these different walks of life, right? They're, mm-hmm. they're, 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 they're from different parts of the world. They're from different classes, I guess, if I can use that term. Um, they're from different levels of education. They're from, they're from all over the place. Right. Um, and this is very sort of contrary to the typical academic fields, right? When you, when you think about, you know, the, the general sciences, astrobiology, or you think about, um, astronomy or you think about physics or you think about chemistry, you think about philosophy, whatever, generally everyone's an academic, right? Everyone comes from this sort of place of privilege. Everyone comes from an, uh, an established ivory tower that dictates who is who, right? In the, in, in the field, mm-hmm. um, they issue graduate degrees, you know, masters and PhDs that doesn't exist in ufology, right? Ufology is this kind of melting pot this multicultural system of, of all these different people who all contribute to the conversation and each voice, you know, is, is typically equal. I think some voices occasionally a little more equal than others, but overall, you know, everyone kind of is the same We're, everyone's from this, 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 this hodgepodge background. Um, and I think this is also why there's such a huge spectrum of belief in ufology that ranges from hard science to, mysticism. Um, and I think that's just a condition of, of ufology itself or the UFO discourse itself. It kind of invites everyone in, um, and says, you can be a member and you can be a member and you can be a member too. And, and, um, it just kind of melts that way. The, the, the cookie crumbles in that way. Absolutely. And, you know, certainly not to, uh, pick on MUFON too much here, but you know, they're an interesting, kind of element to that too in that you know they're they're sort of kind of like a recognized body within the study of ufos but that said it's totally i mean there is some sort of like regulation and you know structure there but it's not really adhered to across the country and across the world you have these individual chapters led by these individual people or pairs of people kind of doing their own thing so while even MUFON International, the headquarters might have a certain ideal or position on something to do with this topic that certainly does not mean that 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 idea or position is shared by everybody who is in a leadership role in this organization across the country. So you just got a, kind of a, a a big mess going on. Oh, for sure. And not only that, you you know, MUFON is 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 probably one of the biggest organizations that that does this work. But right. ultimately, no one, sorry, rather, not everyone bows down before the throne of MUFON, right? I mean, really, there's so many other groups out there that are doing their own thing because they don't like what MUFON's doing. Um, you know, you, there's there's probably there's countless groups. I mean, but you know, the there's there's NARCAP, there's 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 New Fork. I mean, these guys are are are. are pretty big too and, and they collect ufo reports uh, that mufon never sees i you know i'm i'm canadian so in canada you know each province has um you know we, we i think each province has a 
work, but then each province also has a whole bunch of other smaller groups that also collect UFO reports and never share them. So the 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 discrepancy of of, of not discrepancy rather, but like the democratization of the UFO situation is is wild. It's it's like no one no one there's nowhere you can really turn to find okay who's really in charge here you know like if aliens landed and said we actually are interested in you in your ufologists you know for some stupid reason that they would say that but you know they would show up and be like hey we want to talk to your ufologists who's in charge here and be like i don't know <laughs> no one well <laughs> and yeah i mean that's a really good point too because i think a lot of people in the ufo field whether it's just the community is you know casual observers or people interested in information or people actively uh conducting research and in writing books and doing investigations um you know ask those people and they're not even going to be able to point the finger and say here here's a list of of ufologists yeah. give this to the aliens because again these are all individuals everybody's got their own idea and own beliefs and they gravitate to the people who share their own own beliefs um so you you've got a mess there too like right in this own in this community yeah i, I agree and and you know i refer to it in one other in another blog post on terra obscura i don't remember what it's called but you know i sort of mentioned that you know this this democratized state that is ufology there's some freedom to that though you know i mean there's a bit of freedom to not having some governing body that establishes the rules there there's there's something to be said for that right there's something to be said that you know people can sort of explore this in their own way there's negatives too because there is no governing body but um there's there's sort of a positive sort of side to this because once you set up a body there's regulation and once you get regulation you know people tend to be silenced or people tend to again be more equal than others um and that's not necessarily a good thing either um so you know fortunately because my background's in philosophy and critical theory i'm able to live in this nebulous like i don't care state let their (laughs) let let chaos reign right because really it doesn't matter to me i just sit there and think about you know you know whether my brain is connected to my body or something like that like you know i just think about things like that i don't necessarily think about anything else so um yeah i'm I'm in a position of luxury here a little bit of it that's kind of (laughs) awesome i will point out uh, for listeners that maureen has joined the party maureen welcome thanks sorry i apologize for my echoness and lateness (laughs) that's Um, all right we're glad to have you curious how you guys didn't get the memo that i was already elected the president of ufology for uh communicating with aliens I've, I've <laughs> I, been in the... that does sound familiar i think i do remember <laughs> hearing that at some point but uh... you know, did you put a cover letter on that memo because i don't <laughs> read them otherwise <laughs> well, i'll send you the email about the i'll send you the memo about the memos the memo about honest, the memo. Nobody wants me yes. to be in the first contact. Well, <laughs> you know, if they, if they, if anybody asks me, I'll go ahead and and throw your name out there, Maureen. Why not? But uh, <laughs> I don't think they're asking me either. But you know, NJ, we were, we talked about you know people, just individuals, the the general public or whatever within um, the UFO, UFO community and. Um, their environment, the people they associate with or the people that, you know, they necessarily see at that moment or whatever that they might gravitate towards. And that really helps shape their, their, the direction they take when going down uh, the rabbit hole of this, this uh, enigmatic field. But it also, we see it so many times with the, um, the researchers too in the field, 
um, where over the years, like they've had one position and that position has changed and they've all of a sudden gone down a different way. And I will say that, you know, investigation, when you're studying something over the years, you're going to come across new information and that is going to, you know, either, uh, substantiate, reaffirm, or, you know, help change your, your established beliefs. And I think as objective, uh, investigators and researchers, that should certainly be something that, uh, we're all open to. But, um, yeah, some, some researchers without, without naming names, we've seen huge swings over the years. People who started out very much hardcore nuts and bolts and even to the point of ridiculing some of the uh, more spiritual aspects uh, that can be found in this field to almost becoming on the far end of, of really nutty. And it's just right. fascinating to see how individual you know people are and and how those changes can occur and we could you know speculate all day as to the the motives behind some of those shifts whether they be monetary right. or pandering right. to the uh, the audience that again they find themselves in their environment the uh, the conferences they speak at and the reactions they get from certain groups of people that uh, could certainly sway a direction oh for sure i mean you know there there are charlatans everywhere right um and and when you kind of think about, I guess the if you're looking at the financial aspects, right, the purely capital aspects, I think really the 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 more mystical side of ufology is really kind of the breeding ground for that. I mean, ultimately, if 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 I can live in a subjective UFO world where every single person who who has a, a weird moment in their life, you know, can uh, can suddenly say it's a UFO sighting or can say it's a, an extra extraterrestrial visitation or whatever, you know, subjectivity is great because ultimately there's no one who can prove me wrong then. So, you know, if I sell crystals, for example, perfect. Um, or if I sell camping spots on my ranch uh, and you can look up at the stars all night, perfect. Um, you know, there's money definitely to be made out there. Um, I think the science end has a little more of a difficult time with that. There's a little more potentially rigor and, 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 uh, logic that needs to be met. Maybe, maybe, but, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I like you, you, you hear about these guys and girls who, like you say, right, they, they start off on one end and then all of a sudden they're somewhere else. And you're like, how'd you get there, man? Like what, what changed? Did you have an experience? Like, and I don't know. Like you say, it can get pretty nutty. Yeah, it's it's definitely been a problem in the past. I mean, I know with um, Jason and I too, uh, vetting people for speaking, or when we used to host Spacing Out, um, we'd have guests on one year, and we really wanted to speak to them about something a following year, but they had shifted so much into the consciousness aspect yeah. that um, they they wouldn't even address you know, sort of what they were core focused on. And, and that's always kind of tricky because you get to this point um, where you're trying to allow people to grow and, and develop their own feelings. But at the same time, you're, you're wondering why the shift. And, uh, and there, in the past, there's been quite a few times where that's turned into um, cases have been presented with people coming forth saying they were, they believe they were abducted by aliens or, or, you know, had this amazing sight. And again, like you said, no one can prove them wrong, so to speak. Yeah. Um, but but it will come out as a hoax eventually, and it's just people trying to get the limelight. I mean, honestly, coming forth and saying, I could write a book saying that every dream I've ever had, you know, that I was this uh, lifelong experiencer and hope the book would sell. But let's be honest, that doesn't make you a lot of money. Right. So I think there's that double-edged sword where people think, 
uh, even talking on the conference circuit, you know, a lot of UFO researchers get a lot of uh, uh, flack for that because people think, oh, they're just in it for the money. But to be honest, as somebody who's working at conferences, <laughs> there's no money in it. You know, yeah. you were paid a small stipend to speak at conferences and maybe flown out. But it is it is a, a super tricky uh, I don't want to say business. It's a tricky field because, you know, you do have to make a living as well. So, yeah, yeah I can't put out all my information for free. We used to get, um, you know, people complaining about that at all times. You know, oh, you should always have everything should be free because this is information the public needs to know. That's well, right. I have to pay my bills, too. So I'd like everyone to have this information while I can right. still live. You know, and it's and it's true. And, and ultimately, you know, because there is no regulation in the UFO field, right, like other like other fields, there's no ivory tower here. There's no regulating body. Ultimately, you know, ethics then just falls to your personal ethics, right? You know what you need to do and what you choose to do and how you choose to do your work or how you choose, to, you know, how you choose to, to market yourself um, really falls into your own personal ethical code and for some of us you know it's great and for some of us our ethical code is basic crap and um, you know it's whatever to get onto the conference circuit or whatever to get a tv show or whatever to sell a book or whatever uh, whatever you know get you know fifty thousand hits on your on your blog um which would be sweet www.terrobscura.net but anyway um, you you know to get fifty thousand hits on your blog would you know you kind of sometimes like you said right you need to kind of sell yourself um and in other fields, you know, like I said, there's kind of rules sometimes. If you if you if you violate certain ethical rules in other fields, you get a slap on the wrist. You can even be removed. You know, ufology. There's nothing like that. There's no one who really um, regulates anything. I mean, you know, you go on Facebook and there's nefarious deeds happening all the time between people in the UFO field. They're screaming at each other, and the you know people are threatening this and threatening that, and and you can't really do anything about it, right? There's no one to stop them. It's a free for all, right? Uh, it's it's really bad right now. Obviously, there's there's so much yeah. drama, and it's it's worse than high school. I mean, it uh, is high school. It, it's it's struggling, yeah. Me. And I mean, I, I've recently seen uh, times where things I've been involved in have have dropped into some of these drama filled battles where I wanted to defend myself, but it, it wasn't directed directly at me. But you know, at the same time, I've learned after hosting 100 episodes on a YouTube show and having trolls comment and getting this drama, did, you just don't respond. Yeah. So that's, that's my route is don't let it bother you, don't, don't respond, but it is sad. It's, it's, it's taking focus away from the core of what we're all doing this for, which is we're all fascinated by the topic. And unfortunately, it's turned into a war field. Yeah. And, and I have to be honest, you know, this might be a generalization and, and I agree with this. This is coming directly from, um, you know, a gut feeling, not necessarily from actual, uh, you know, research or rigor. But um, I feel that it's the, the younger group, like the younger people in, in the UFO discourse, the, the, the new the new guard, if you will. I think we're generally a lot less cliquey. I think we're generally a lot we, 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 we don't generally act like assholes towards one another, right? We sort of just pat each other on the back and say, good job, I think. I think it's kind of the older guard that is really trying to hold on to their turf 
that is really digging in um, because I think that there is some anxiety on their part. Um, maybe. Again, I am generalizing here and I'm speaking from the gut and I'm probably going to get smacked around for this uh. by some of my uh, older colleagues. But I think that there's a bit of, um, I don't know, uh, some sort of fear or anxiety. I, I got to be honest, I've had conversations with, with young people in the UFO discourse about stuff we disagree on and it never goes to anything disrespectful. It just kind of ends with, well, we'll agree to disagree and then it ends. And it's like, yeah, I guess that's it. You know, whereas in I will get called out um, by some of the older members of the discourse who will really drag me around, um, you know, tie me to the back of their Jeep and, and here we go. You know, I think a lot of that, though, has to do with, you know, the whole Internet aspect of things and communication and, you know, just just battles on the Internet Um, because it's so so much easier to do that. People love to be confrontational on the Internet because, uh, you know, you're punching keys um, and that's, you know, very easy to do. And you don't have to actually look at the other person um, while you're dragging through the mud. Um, Yeah. You know, it, it is fascinating to see, and it was always, you know, so so promising uh, for me personally to see at uh, at UFO conferences, and uh, you know, when we were doing the International UFO Congress. It was it was uh, definitely apparent there, but you know, people would have you know very strongly uh, differing opinions on things, and you know, they might get heated in their discussion. But in the end, like everybody was there um, for the same reason with the common interests and they were able to, you know, after after verbally disagreeing and, and voicing their, uh, you know, uh, displeasure at, at another position or something, they still had managed to sit down and have dinner and be friends. Yeah, right. You know, be, be civil yeah. humans who understand that we are humans and we aren't. Uh, robots or sheep, you know, we have our own beliefs and that's cool. Yeah. I, I so agree. I just don't think the internet is, is the place for that. And, you know, it's entirely too easy to be an asshole and go after somebody if they aren't a clone of you or supporting you or, you know, stroking your ego or whatever the case might be. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. I just the other day had to respond to somebody because they sent me quite a few links and wanted my opinions on a bunch of the uh, reptilian, the queen's lizard kind of videos, and I had to politely decline. Uh, No comment necessary. I respectfully disagree with any of that stuff. Um, Wait, wait, you you don't believe in the reptilians? (laughs) Well, I am one, so according to the internet, so I I, am not allowed to believe in them. Uh, No, I, it's, you know, so uh, you get... Stuff people send you all the time that you disagree with and researchers and and the thing is if you have some sort of respectful opinion, I you know, actually think that it's a possibility that it could be this and that's my theory, and you do so in a humane manner, you know, this world would be a lot better of a place. Yeah, for sure. Well, you know, that is one of the main points of this show was talking about, talking about possibilities, presenting possibilities and having our roundtable discussion about those possibilities and knowing your your uh, wonderful philosophical take, MJ, will have you on the show as, as often as possible with us to have our um, young-ish 
discussion with our young-ish researchers uh, talking about some of these. Uh, the goal is to always stay young-ish. We'll see how that works. Well, but... Jason, you just you just turned another corner this year or so today. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're recording this recording. on on my my birthday. Um, getting closer to being outside of that young-ish group, but I'm holding on, guys. I'm holding <laughs> on. But, MJ, uh, really appreciate you finally coming on the show to talk with us. Um, we'll do it again in the new year when we have some specific topics to talk about. I just wanted to get you on and have a, a overall general discussion with some of this stuff. And uh, I don't think you've had a chance to yet, but if if somebody were to want to uh, read some of your work where you're posting your articles, where might one be able to go on the internet to find that? Sure. So as I mentioned, I, I do uh, occasionally write for a Mysterious Universe and a Rogue Planet, but ultimately my personal blog, um, it's basically a blog dedicated to sort of philosophy and critical theory in ufology. It's Terra Obscura. Uh, so that's at www.terraobscura.net. Um, and all of my work can sort of be linked through there. I'm also all over Facebook, I'm on Twitter, Instagram. So uh, you can find me that way. Yep, you're doing a lot of moving and shaking. I think people will probably uh, see a little more of you in 2017. So that's a good thing, I think. Thanks very much. Yep, thanks for hanging out with us today, everybody. Remember, RoguePlanet.tv is where you can go for all of our goodness. This show, UFO Mod Pod, is available on iTunes and anywhere else you find podcasts, really. Uh, thanks again, MJ, for hanging out with us. And uh, we will see you in the future, guys. Later. Later.